Listener's discretion is advised. Actually using a microphone today. Why? Because I'm probably in an undisclosed location, that's why. Literally, on the verge of no man's land. Now, oh, right. Good evening, folks, to all of the parties who are listening here tonight, unexpectedly, and, you know, this is a very unexpected four-episode weekend right here in the month of October. In the middle of the fourth season of this podcast. That's right, folks. Season four is still ongoing. And of course, I was supposed to have this uh, three episode mid season finale in the month of August, but instead, you know, marching band was in the way, band camp was in the way, and I had to do a little impromptu hiatus. But in some ways, I found time to do this. Of course, next week, the uh, football team will be... Oh, wait, no. No, no, I'm wrong. This weekend is the bye week for the Fresno State football team, so that's a relief for the moment. But I'm also excited because the WGA has finally agreed to terms with the actors and actresses, but the SAG-AFTRA is still on strike. But since the WGA has returned, all the stuff that were part of the WGA will resume filming of all the other stuff that happened. And, of course, some of the WGA would get to promote their stuff, but... Oh, promoting stuff, probably not. But they're still gonna support SAG after. Hopefully SAG after would reach the terms finally. But until then, this is what we got. But also I'm excited for all the late night talk shows to return, just so that people from the right, the also the guys from Newsmax or Fox News, would throw off it. But not as much as my excitement that Kimmel's back, Fallon's back, Seth Meyers is back, John Oliver is back. We still don't know who's going to be the host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central. And we have yet to see the revival of At Midnight, which will then be created and revived by none other than the host of The Late Show on CBS, Stephen T. 
Iron Colbert, aka Stephen Colbert. That's right. I'm saying his name again because Colbert has said Donald Trump's name again ever since he came back. And well, here was the first time he did it on October 2 of the month of October of this year. Just uh, enjoy this one. In those fleeting moments when he's not appearing in court, Trump is out on the campaign trail. On Sunday, he was in Iowa where he talked about clean energy and batteries powering vehicles and gave us this hypothetical. If I'm sitting down and that boat's going down and I'm on top of a battery and the water starts flooding in, I'm getting concerned. But then I look 10 yards to my left and there's a shark over there. So I have a choice of electrocution or a shark. You know what I'm going to take? Electrocution. I will take electrocution every single time. Do we agree? Yeah, I will take electrocution. So in summary, would you rather me be your next president or have a butt where your mouth is and a mouth where your butt is and then have to eat a bug with your mouth butt? Trick question. I will take electrocution. Trump impressions from Colbert has returned, and so is his mentioning of Donald Trump's name in vain. Not only that, you know, Trump has this true social post, and I have to do all this Colbert stuff, like reading the true social post as Trump. Well, he did the same thing on the second part of his monologue on that same night. Oh, this is, this is interesting. I enjoyed this. Last night at 1.05 a.m., Donald Trump posted, Now that the strike is over, the talentless, low-rated creeps of late-night television are back. Thank you for watching, sir. But I'm not surprised. I mean, he's a 77-year-old white guy. Of course he's watching CBS. But I do have a question. Low-rated creeps of late night, how did he find out our original podcast title? He, was, he wasn't done. 45 minutes later, almost 2 a.m., after he had digested his bed nuggets, he posted... Remember when I told you that the poorly rated and not at all funny late night talk shows are nothing less than a major campaign contribution to the radical left Democratic Party, adding, watch what is going on. So interesting. I know you meant that as an insult, but that really sounds like the kind of rave review you want to slap on a Times Square billboard.
So today we did that. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch what is going on. So interesting. Donald J. Trump. Yes, rejoice and be glad that Stephen Tyrone Colbert has finally got into the thick of things once again. Reading Trump's post in the Trump voice that I really had to do during the uh, three year span that post 2020 presidential election wise. Now that existed. The other thing that does not exist anymore is Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. Yes, the people who uh, were against voting for McCarthy as Speaker of the House earlier this year has now voted to kick out Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. He's been ousted. And with the help of the Democrats, he got ousted. This was the week before the late night host returned to their duties as the host of late night talk shows on those networks. NBC, ABC, and CBS, now, and HBO. Yeah, I forgot about last week tonight with John Oliver, who seemingly unstoppable in the primetime Emmy Awards. But here was Jimmy Kimmel's take on McCarthy's ousting of Speaker of the House earlier this year. The main event today wasn't in New York, it was in Washington, D.C. This afternoon, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was voted out of, of uh, his position. If you're not familiar with his face, this is Kevin McCarthy. Uh, earlier today, he had his testicles smashed by that very gavel. He's the first Speaker in the history of the United States to be removed by a vote of his peers. Since 1776, up until now, it hasn't happened. This was an unlikely and historic team-up between far-right Republicans and Democrats. Do you know how much you have to suck to get AOC and Matt Gates on the same side of something? <laughs> Kevin McCarthy thought he was going to survive this. This morning, the reporters asked if he thought his speakership would survive the night. Will you still be Speaker of the House by the end of tonight? You know, if, if I counted how many times someone would have knocked me out, I would have been gone a long time ago. Okay. Well, you're gone now. And... <laughs> the movement to unseat Kevin McCarthy was led by Florida Congress vomit Matt Gates, and who was able to get it done. Matt Gates, they, Matt Gates is so happy. He, they say Matt hasn't been this excited since he wandered into the changing room at Forever 21. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy says he will not run for speaker again, which surprised a lot of people, including me. I mean, he's a Republican. You lose a vote, you just say you won the vote. You get with the program, man. <laughs> well, just after he's been ousted as Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy vows to never go for that position ever again. Well, that is until recently, last week, when he was acting as the Speaker of the House, so mainly it's going to be a long shot for him. Now he's going to be someone else like Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan that would be up for nomination of who will be the new Speaker of the House before the 2024 presidential election.
And speaking of the 2024 U.S. presidential election, we're going to get to that somewhere around this week, but not this one. Maybe in future episodes of this unprecedented four-episode weekend. Yes, I said unprecedented four-episode weekend right here in the month of October for the fourth season. And speaking of unprecedented, after this brave ad, we are going to get to the conversation. The conversation between Dale Earnhardt Jr. of the Dale Jr. Download and, of course, the man who will soon to be driving in the world of stock car a little bit more in the year 2024, Shay Van Gisbergen. Yes, we'll get to that conversation on the month of the August edition of the Dale Jr. Download only when you come back after this brief ad. So stay tuned, folks, on this unprecedented Thursday edition of Random Stuff Season 4. On April 4th, 2023, Donald Trump made history. And to celebrate this achievement, we are proud to introduce the Trump Indictment Commemorative Coin, emblazoned with an image of the former president bitching about his indictment. And on the back, an artist's rendering of his penis. This brilliant gold-painted coin is created using a poker chip from one of his failed casinos. Small enough to be smuggled into prison in any body cavity, this coin is also perfect to display on a desk or to delight a simple child. The Trump Indictment Commemorative Coin. Act today. Or don't. There are plenty more indictments coming. folks on this fourth season of random stuff right here on your favorite podcast app but now we're gonna get to the busy part where we have to go to a segment it is a throwback segment that is i like to call this one throw it back In this Throw It Back segment is where we go back to August 10th of 2023, where Shane Van Gisbergen made his appearance at that time because he was uh, racing at the road course version of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway at that time of his uh, guest appearance. And, of course, he also did an oval race at the Indianapolis Raceway Park. Now, everybody knows... If you're a fan of Shane Van Gisbergen, everybody knows that the news about him getting to race more stock cars next year in NASCAR in the United States of America in 2024. But uh, here was a bit of his conversation with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the Dale Earnhardt Jr. podcast on August 10th of 2023. So, folks, you're going to enjoy that one or just... Doodle, skip, skippy, skip the maloo, but let's listen to it anyway. The fact that 
the fact that the next gen car is now independent rear diff or in, in i mean independent rear suspension the way this thing's built much more similar to the supercar but also more similar to anything out there in yeah. road course racing it's more relative yeah that's why we're seeing guys like you kobayashi and other people more interested or eager to take opportunities and come run yeah well even seeing that truck yesterday and all the bits that are on it how they make it turn and all the technology like it's so far and it would be so difficult to come and just run those cars where right. you're right like the new next gen thing so it's more relative to the rest of the world and the independent rear end like it feels like a normal race car when you're when you're driving around so yeah which i'm sure the truck's not going to feel normal it's going to those things are going to yeah. take a while to get used to yeah it's kind of it, it'll have a lot of similarities because the tire uh you know the tire will have a little taller sidewall they'll that that sort of low air pressure wallowing around and all that thing all that stuff's going to be yeah. there as well but um i think it'll be somewhat similar but uh yeah the truck the truck's gonna be a little bit different yeah yeah i had some good chats with marcus about it and he's in a similar position where he just won his two championships and then you know the sport was a bit different and he was looking for something else and yeah he said he's it's pretty similar our stories and um yeah he just had to he come over here and he just loved it and what was just, his advice just get over here as soon as you can. Go and give it a crack. You got plenty of years left, and yeah. just go and get amongst it. Live live over here, and yeah, just embed yourself in the lifestyle. And, yeah. and that's your plan, right? I mean, I've seen that. I've read it recently. You you want to come over here and do this full time, right? Yeah, coming here just opened my eyes. Like yeah. the, I watched it obviously, but never been to a race. And going to Nashville, it was like it was a whole new world. I'm like how long has this been going on? It was, <laughs> it was it was epic. And like my partner and I, we were just walking around the track and. We just went, walked up to the backstretch wall right on the track and just watching yeah. the cars go by. It was it was epic. Like, yeah. You know, and seeing all the fans on the fence, like, parked up in the motorhomes right on the fence. Like, and then Trackhouse wins. <laughs> yeah. Like, I obviously lived all the highs. You know, they won yeah, that race, right. won Chicago. I haven't seen any lows yet. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, just, right. I just had an awesome time and... You know, it was, um, all right. So, what's your plan? We got to go would, ahead and roll yeah. out the plans. <laughs> Let me ask you this: what would what, what would be the best scenario for you? Right. Uh, I don't think I could jump straight into the cup stuff. You need a lot of time to come here, adjust to the lifestyle, see how it all works. You know, I'm used to driving twelve to eighteen weekends a year, not thirty six. So, mm -hmm. it'd be a big adjustment, and then learning all the oval stuff, how it all works, and the routine. So, I need a lot of learning time and. Um, yeah, trying to work through it with Justin. That's who I'd love to be with. Like the Trackhouse team is is awesome. I really enjoyed my time with them, and you know, way listening to how Justin speaks and what his plans are. It's, yes, it's pretty motivating and something I want to be a part of. So I think that is the perfect scenario and situation for all the yep. things that you're going to need to do and learn. Yep. I think that Justin's sort of vision and his ambition would really match well with what needs to happen for you and he's done it himself from circuit stuff Great he went point. and did a bit of oval so he knows what i'm going to go through so he'll be very good for some advice as well and he'll know that i need a bit of time and to be patient so yeah. to have someone who's going to afford to give you that patience would be would be awesome yeah so your you know, you have a whole career going on in Australia. How do you, yep. how do you, how do you make these decisions? When do you make these decisions? Yeah, I think I'm working with the team now because earlier in the year I signed a deal to to carry on for for one year at least, and then, yeah, I didn't ex obviously expect the NASCAR race to go so well, and it has been a bit of a struggle there with the way the series is at the moment. With 
it's not as enjoyable. So, well, what's going on? Yeah, what? Oh, what I just that? just the new car and stuff, and there's so much background. What's different about the car? Uh, they changed it, a whole new chassis and concept, yep. and everyone's the same, same parts. It's very similar to here. Like, yeah, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like Cup Series. <laughs> yeah, delayed, but um, yeah, when you read all the articles from last year about the drivers' problems and stuff, it's very similar, you know. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, the qualifying there is awesome, but the racing sucks. It's so boring. Like, you're driving around at 30% trying to keep the tyres, and everyone's just following each other. And all the parts are the same, and the car's got a very narrow setup window. Everyone's running the same setup, basically, and there's a minimum tyre pressure rule of 17 pounds. So everyone goes out on 17, they come on at the same time, drive around at the same pace, and yeah. the tyre just explodes because it's running too high, and you just follow each other around. It's mind-numbing so wow yeah so i come here and like the race is just a hustle the whole time you're just driving flat out and that's what i love yeah yeah you know it's interesting because you know paul morris has been sort of I, don't, I guess critical is the is the right word i mean he was very vocal as he always is yeah especially after your win he was vocal about some of the we'll call them some of the imperfections of the supercar series i mean was he right I, in some ways like i think fundamentally it's an awesome car it's just it needs time and changes and It'll come, but, yeah, I don't know. It's like you've gone through such a high in your career, and now it's like, I don't know. It's, yeah, if you're going to make cool. a change, these, these it's are... probably now a good time. Yeah. yeah. And All right, so um, so you have to work... You you have to figure out a way to work out from under the current contract. Yeah, but my team is awesome. They're, you know, they're like... I, they're, I've heard, I've heard you know, quotes and so forth. They're like, hey, no, yeah. if he wants to do it, we're not going to hold him back. Exactly, and all, all the bosses you speak to, like... From the main one, I got a text after the race. He's like, you got to get over there next year. So, there you go. Oh, that's so they're nice. fully supportive, which is awesome. But i got to get, you know, there's got to be another driver to fill the seat. It's the best team in the, in the pit lane. So. Do you know who that is? They just announced it, didn't they? Uh, I don't think that's official. Oh. That's just oh. gossip. Yeah. <laughs> What's the gossip? Uh, they're saying Will Brown. And I know is he's he good. What, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. He's second in championship. Okay. So there's like three or four guys on the shortlist. Okay. And, you know, I know he's one of them, but they don't have anyone official yet that i know of so but yeah the articles yesterday i read them and do you get influence that decision no no not at all that gives me a bit of hope that there's someone good gonna be there and i feel better about about leaving yeah yeah that's important Mm. i guess um so do you um what all has to come with you if you're gonna you're gonna move over here (laughs) right yeah. What are you? What are you bringing? Uh, just my partner Jess and um, our dog. I guess that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. A couple of suitcases. We'll, yeah. be, we'll be away. And you'll um, buy a home, I imagine. Uh, probably not to start with. No. I guess rent yeah. something or rent look something. around. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dale's, Dale's got some rental properties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. Half yeah. the NASCAR Cup Series has lived with Dale's uh, in his rental houses yeah. at one point or another. <laughs> Ross oh, was yeah. a, Ross was a, perfect. Ross rented, Ross rented from us literally up until just a couple years ago. Kelly <laughs> still might. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ross was a Ross was in one of my rentals like about a mile from my house forever. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, it seems like probably the best way years. to do it. Figure out where you, where you want to be and he could tell what's you cool around here. We're, we're, we're good to rent from. Yeah. <laughs> he, right. he could let you know. He'll be your key testimonial. Mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, and and I guess Paul and. Owen would tell you what it's like hanging, hanging around us. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you don't want to go. I've heard some stories. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that that was um, those were some good times. They were good times. Um, so is you know I you know I, these questions are tough because 
I want to ask you whether you like, you know, you're going to think, you know, you think truck racing, Xfinity racing, how do you get this oval experience, right? Yeah, I don't fully know. You yet. don't know no, because no. you, you know, you're going to go drive a truck in an IRP for the very first time. Yeah, I might hate it, but yeah, who knows? You yeah. might. I mean, I, you know, I think you would just, I don't want you to get out and go, ah, f you know, that sucks. I, yeah. I, <laughs> Because, I mean, the racing's, it's going to be frustrating, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to take a long it time. It is going to take a long time. And watching Nashville, you don't see the stuff that you see on TV. Like, I was taking note of Daniel because he had to start in the back of a yep. backup. And just seeing those guys scrapping for everything for 85th, it looked like. Yeah. And they're just dogfighting. The racing yeah. in the back half of the field is more intense. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy to watch. Yeah, and that was three wide, but you don't really see that. They're kind of all stuff. they're all taking advantage advantage yeah. of each other, putting yeah. each other in bad situations. But it looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks great. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like. I never wanted to, you know, come and race NASCAR, but doing that, like, I was itching to get out there. Yeah. It looked looked like fun. Man, it's fascinating because um, I think myself and I think a lot of people want to see this work, and a lot of people want to want to see because man, Marcus was awesome. He was. Marcus was such a great guy. Yeah, he was so great to have around. Uh, our, you know, and he was successful. He was fast. Yeah, I don't think he ever won on the oval, but he got a lot Very closer close. and he got a lot more consistent. Yes, like, he was progressing every year. It was, yeah, it was cool to follow that. I yeah. wonder if Marcus has regrets. Maybe he's even expressed some to you. I wonder if he had something that he wished he'd have done a little differently. I don't know. Um, yeah. Did he say anything like that? Like, no, I, not regrets was, as such, but he said it was the best thing he ever did. Is that right? Was coming here and. I'm glad to hear that, man. actually, because yeah. he, he was a good one, man. Yeah. Super yeah. talented. Well, man, so um, I uh, I have a, I have I find it hard to believe that Indy's going to be your last race this year, schedule wise. Yeah. We'll see. Schedule wise, schedule wise, you have breaks, you have opportunities. Yep, for right? sure. It's hard, I guess, with the Cup Series stuff to come in, especially in the playoffs. Like that yeah. means so much to everyone. You wouldn't want to come great, in and. That's a great point. Yeah, like I know this weekend it's the first playoff race for the trucks as well, and not that I expect to be up front mixing it with them, but you still got that in the back of your mind that it's someone's championship. You don't want to muck it up. So yeah. if I did Charlotte Roval, for example, like you wouldn't want to be mixing it with those guys and something go wrong and you wreck someone's year. I would, yeah. I would hate to do that. So. Wow, I gotta say, very productive conversation between. Shane Van Gisbergen and Dale Earnhardt Jr. during the Dale Jr. Download Podcast on August 10th of this year. And I hope that when he comes to the United States to do more NASCAR racing in 2024, that he will put us another show and give some full-time drivers a run for their lives in some of the road courses that we will go to next year and by the we i mean me and other nascar fans that are a fan of this man so watch out for him but until then watch this after oh we can't watch because it's a podcast right but listen so after this brief ad we're gonna get to a popular song by shoddy which one is it well you're gonna have to tune in so stay tuned folks on this unexpected Thursday edition of Random Stuff. It's late into game night. You've played everything. It's time for a game that'll challenge you mentally and emotionally. We do have one other game. Oh, what is it? Let's talk about Israel. No, it's not. Navigate your way through the Holy Land. 
stopping to pick up neutral talking points along the way. But if those talking points offend anybody... Obviously, this is all very complicated. Nice one, Dave. And I'm certainly no expert. Could have fooled me. But it just seems like the Israeli response is... disproportionate? You'll spend hours navigating this conversational minefield and having no fun doing it. Well, this conflict goes back a long, long way. Just nice and vague. But when one force occupies... Am I not allowed to say that word? I don't know. These rules are hard to follow. You might not know what you're talking about, but don't let that stop you from weighing in. I feel bad for anyone anywhere who's uncomfortable about anything. Oh, you want to give Hamas a pass? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That is not what he said. Just like the real conflict, this game may never end. The two-state solution. The violent escalation. Both sides. Talk about Israel. Not fun for the whole family. From the makers of Daddy's Cheating on Mom. I don't ever want to play this game again. And oh, we back, folks. Now let's get to a trendy. Yes, I said trendy because one song went viral on TikTok. And this one is from the year 1980. Nope, 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 nope. This one was a live performance back in 2011. Now, a lot of you may have heard of a song, Smooth Operator. That's right. Here's the 2011 live performance of Smooth Operator. Here's Shadi.
Man, I tell you what. Sade did awesome. Just as she has done in the past before 2011. Man, he... Tell you what, you gotta have to go to Spotify or Apple Music or Google or even YouTube to listen to this one more time or even forevermore. Now, after this brief ad, we wrap up our Thursday edition of Random Stuff Season 4. Stay tuned, folks. With mask mandates ending around the country, we know that many Americans are looking for a safer way to travel. Tried and true mode of transportation that promises you a good, clean ride. The Railroad Handcar. Railroad Handcars are open-air vehicles that are COVID-safe and a pretty sick tricep workout. Travel the country the way folks did in silent movies or old cartoons, pumping your arms for days on end as you slowly trudge along miles of the abandoned American wasteland. The Railroad Handcar, not just for people escaping from chain gangs anymore. I'm Joe Biden. And I approve this message. Seems like you would be into that. That is it for this Thursday edition of Random Stuff. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the Friday night version of this four-episode weekend. Yes, you heard me correctly. Four-episode weekend. And you're wondering why I'm echoing because I'm using a freaking microphone, okay? A freaking microphone. That's pretty surprising, I know. But anyways, tune in tomorrow and once again, nighty-night. Nighty-night.